So I don't know if you guys know uh, what senior superlatives are. Like senior superlatives are the thing like in high school, like in junior, senior year, like in the yearbook, it says like most likely twos. You know, so like the, the, you, you're voted like the smartest or you're voted, uh, I don't know, most athletic, the one who has the biggest biceps or whatever. You're, you're voted, you know, so for example, Daniel, like we all know Daniel, our missionary, he would have probably been like most likely to be a missionary, you know, or Becca Sire, our supreme commander, she would have been most likely to, you know, I don't know, succeed or to do everything. Um, and Father Connor, of course, most likely to go to jail at some point. And so uh, the senior superlatives, I think we all know that well. So when I remember when I was in, in high school, I got uh, most involved. Um, and the whole time, the whole time, like especially in junior year and senior year, I was, I had that in mind. I like wanted to be labeled that way. And so I, so many of the decisions that I made, so many of the things, like so many of the actions that I took in junior year and senior year of high school was to get the thing, was to get that name, like most involved. And just looking back on it, I could have lived so much better if I didn't have this just random, anonymous, like thing that doesn't last label. Um, and I think all of us can experience that. We can label ourselves um, with a, a superlative, like I am the smartest, or I am the funniest, or I am whatever it is, fill in the blank, that we can always be striving and making decision, decisions just to like have that label. And so the gospel is so beautiful today because what is John the Baptist saying? He says, I have come so that he may be known. Like the reason John the Baptist lives and exists and everything that he did, it was to make Jesus known. Like that was his whole life. And, you know, him being, I, I always think, like, especially uh, when I was growing up, thinking John the Baptist, he was the cousin of Jesus. They were cousins. And so thinking, oh, he must have known Jesus really well, so it was easy to make him known. But the reality is, and Luke, in the, the Gospel of Luke reveals this, John, when he was very early, early, like, he was very young, he was brought to the Essenes, like, after he was weaned, so after he was, like, when he left infancy, he was brought to the Essenes. Essenes were like monks before monks were monks. So he was living in the desert with these monks for his whole life. He didn't actually know Jesus. He didn't know his cousin. Yet the, the beautiful, this beautiful passage is John the Baptist, his life, his whole life was to make him known, to make Jesus known. Him leaping in the wound, in, in, in Elizabeth's womb, that was to make Jesus known. Him living his life in the desert, eating locusts and honey, he, it was to make Jesus known. Him baptizing was to make Jesus known. And that is something, that label, to be able to make Jesus known for his whole life, that is something that is everlasting, and that is something that lasts. It's eternal. And so I, my invitation for all of us is to recognize, okay, am I living for these labels that will just pass away, or am I actually living um, to make Jesus known and to be a friend of Jesus? So two Thursdays ago, uh, Pope Benedict XVI, uh, he was buried, and we had the funeral mass for him in Rome. And I, I, I love him dearly, um, and I've loved him dearly, just because through, through seminary we read so much. And Benedict XVI, he wrote so many books. Uh, like, if he, if he was in high school and had a senior superlative, it probably would have been, like, nerdiest, or, you know, the one who read the most. Um, and so he wrote so many amazing things. He preached, he taught. It was incredible what he did. But all of that, all of those things, all the books that he wrote, 
all of the homilies that he gave, those actually eventually will fade away. That's not what he is labeled for. What he is labeled for, what is eternal, is that he was a friend of Jesus. And that he, he actually knew the Lord and he made Jesus known. That will never fade away. And he actually wrote an article called The Lowliness of the Twelve. It's my favorite thing that he ever wrote. He talks about the Twelve Apostles, how no one really knows about them. No one really knows about the apostles. No one knows, like, who was the smartest, who had the biggest biceps, who was the funniest. No one knows about the apostles. The only thing that we know about the apostles is that they were friends of Jesus. And throughout their life, they made him known. And that is what, what has remained. That is what is eternal. That is what is everlasting. And so I just, I really just beg you guys, please. I know a lot of you are, you know, going to be doing amazing things after you graduate. You are going to be getting after it in life. But um, what kind of label are you concentrating on? Where is your energy? Are you able to make Jesus known? I know I can say with Father Connor, we have heard so many so many uh, eulogies that basically like go like this. Yeah, Bob was a great dude. He lived a great life. He was a funny guy. He loved the Chicago Cubs. And that's it. And, and it's like, okay, what, but th- those things will just fade away. They'll pass away. Gu- guess what? The, Chicago, the Cubs, they're not in heaven. I'm just saying. Like, the, the Lord is in heaven. Um, and so I, just to be able to, I mean, White Sox, yeah, they're in hell. We know that. But this, this absolute reality that um, we, what are we living for? Are we actually making Jesus known? Because that, that's what will last. I want your eulogies. I want the, the, all of your kids, your grandkids, your friends to know that they know Jesus more because of you. That's what's eternal. 